If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at liquidiv.com. Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Shannon. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag, Hashtag Judging, Judging you. you. Do you know what time it is? <gasps> joke time? It's time for joke of the week. Oh, joke. <laughs> yes. And I always keep you on my Mort- toes. <laughs> We're going to have a <laughs> weekend at Mort's. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's joke time. I haven't watched that I love in a it. very long time. So it's not Zach's favorite. So Same. Tony yep. hates it. Mm. So... We need to watch the movie together. Yes, we do. We should do that for a judging you. Uh, do I have to, like, I wonder if I have to be, like, caught up with, like, what was... I mean, it's just a Probably movie. Probably like, yeah. yeah. It's not, like, a canonically... Like, it kind of is, but, like... I hope not, because I haven't no. watched most of, right? like, the new stuff. Exactly. I just keep re-watching, like, the same eight uh-huh. episodes over and over again. I so. Sandy spit. <laughs> warm, warm, warm. Cold. cold. <laughs> we should go with them for Halloween. That'd be way so fun. good. For people who don't know, Shannon and I have cosplayed as Louise and Tina before. Yes. She made a fantastic Tina. It was pretty great. You were amazing. So Thank you. Thank yes. you. Your Louise was really fun. Thank you. That hat was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really stuffy. Yeah. So, yeah. I still have it, though. Still nice. have the dress. So I don't think it's fitting it the same anymore, <laughs> so but, you same. know. <laughs> the socks were already a little tight, right? but, you know. <laughs> Okay, uh, why couldn't the sailor, why couldn't the bad sailor learn the alphabet? Because he, oh, because he always missed the sea. He was always lost at sea. Lost at sea. Yeah. And it was something like that. <laughs> so bad. It was either C or R. Yeah. R. R. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. What does a spy do when he has a cold? I don't know. He goes undercover. Like he has to rest in bed? That's stupid. That's not a good joke. No. That one's bad. <laughs> How does the moon cut its hair? I don't know. Eclipse it. Yep. Yep. I hate how right this one is. When do computers overheat? I don't know. When they need to vent. <laughs> I have one that's stupid and funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remembered. What is a clock's favorite time? 6.30, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was really good. Yeah, I, I like, like that it. one a lot. 
<laughs> okay, that's cute. All righty, everybody. Today we will be judging the case of John Benet Ramsey. Oh, we're doing so, it. Yes, okay. I don't know if this will be a full hour long. That's fine. Um, but I'll try. I mean, it's it's as much information as I could really find. So, okay. all cool. right. So, Sweet. yes, this case is a. Uh, kind of near and dear to my heart. I've watched tons of documentaries on this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's all true crime, so, like, you feel like you watch it once you watch it a million times. Yeah. But it always looks at it a few different ways. Um, there's only... the I don't think I watched the CBS documentary um, that came out back in, like, I want to say 2016 or something like that, or 2012, okay. something like that. Um, mostly because Burke Ramsey, uh, John Benet's older brother, is suing them for defamation. Oh. So, um... Okay. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it, it plays heavily onto that Burke did it. I agree, allegedly. Right. But, yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm excited. But yes. All right. So, let's start off with a little bit of history okay. for you. Okay. John Benet Patricia Ramsey was born August 6, 1990, to John Bennett Ramsey and Patricia Patsy Ramsey. Okay. So she was literally named after both of her parents. Yeah, just all smushed together. Mm-hmm. Which, cool. if you think about it, normally the boys in the family are named after the father. Yeah, so what's up with Burke over sure. here? No idea. <laughs> like, why did you name your daughter John? Mm-hmm. Why did well, you do that? John Benet. That's the full name. John right. Benet. True. Right. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Uh, but his is J-O-H-N and hers is J-O-N... Capital B, E N E T, with a fancy yeah, a, an A, um, yeah, the B N A part yeah, the of B-N-A it, the B N A part, yeah, yeah. yes. Can we done like Jean, right, or like Jean, right, <laughs> or I don't, just still just like Benet. That's yeah. pretty. Benet is cute, yeah, and it's still his middle name, you know. Yeah. Like it's just, but nope, they she had to be named after both of her parents. So nothing against people, but I always like hate. When people have two first names and you have to call them by their two oh, first yeah. names. Like, like, I mean, I guess Mary-Kate isn't that bad, but it's like mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to call you oh, that. Uh, Mary Margaret from Ooh. Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. That's what they, Mary Margaret. That's that. what they call her. Mary that. Margaret all the time. They're like, run, Mary Margaret. No. It's too much. It's too much. I need a shorter. I need mm-hmm. a nickname. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's all. So anyway, um, and she is the younger of two children. Um, from these parents. Okay. okay. Uh, John Ramsey was married before. He has two children from a previous relationship. Oh. I really can't find out too much about them. So, but that was a previous relationship. He really doesn't have much to do with them Sad. at all anymore. So, oh, yeah. Cool. But, yes. Um, her older brother, Burke, was born in 1987. So, they are pretty close in age. Okay. But uh, John Benet was in the pageant scene and had participated in multiple pageants, winning five before the age of six. Mm. So, uh, which I don't normally mind the whole entire pageant scene, except for the fact that they're caking on makeup on the kids, caking on spray tans. Yeah. Like, if it was just them <coughs> going out and being like, look, I'm wearing a pretty dress, and watch me twirl a, a baton, baton yeah. or something, you know? Like, look, I can tap dance, yeah. and I'm four. Like, it just, like... Like, yeah, show me your talents, show me that you're cute, mm-hmm. answer questions in your quirky four-year-old way. Exactly. But yeah, the but whole... But they're like, oh yeah, let's... And most of them nowadays are having um, dentures. Like, I mean, they go over their teeth. Yeah. Like, and so that they have prettier smiles. No. And I'm just like, no. It's a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
They're supposed to be chubby and weird and have funky teeth and yep. be cute with little pigtails. Right. Leave them alone. Yeah. I just, it drives me insane, all the makeup. And, and, like, so I'm not into the pageant scene. I get, like, the teenagers that like doing it, the adults that like doing it, whatever. Especially because a lot of teenagers get college money or, the, like, scholarships to certain things. Yeah. Or, you know, or they just get cash straight up. And, like, and a lot of them use that to I don't, either, like, continue on in the pageant scene or they do something better with it, you know? So... Yeah. But yes, but anyone who knows John Bonet or knew John Bonet, I should say, sorry, mm-hmm. um, knew that at home she was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was always in shorts and running around. Not saying that you can't do both, but right. you absolutely can. Right. Um, but she always had skin knees and and um, was always climbing whatever she could climb and stuff. And their gardener described how every fall he would have to rake the leaves into big piles so that she could run and jump into them. This is gonna hurt me. It is. It's pretty uh. sad. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't go too much into the because she's six. There's not much yeah, about John. There's not a lot that like, goes on. Like it's so sad. It's really sad. It's. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about her parents. John uh, Ramsey was a businessman who was the president of Access Graphics, a computer software company that later became a subsidiary of Lockhead Martin. Okay. Um, mo- yeah, they just did computer whatever things. Like, I just, yeah. Uh, his first marriage ended in divorce in 1978. Uh, John's two surviving adult children, a son and a daughter, lived elsewhere. In 1991, John had moved with Patsy, his second wife, and family to Boulder, um, where Access Graphics <laughs> headquarters was located. Patsy Ramsey entered John Bonet in various child beauty pageants in Boulder, where she won the titles of uh, America's Royal Miss, Little Miss, that's very Southern, Charlevoix, Charlevoix, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All Star Kids Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. Aww. So. There's really, like, again, like I said, there's really not too much about her other than um, everybody who knew her would tell you that she would just had a way of captivating you. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. She was so endearing and so loving. A lot of people thought it was really weird because adults just kind of flocked to her. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them just said, like, just just look at her. Like, she's so warm and welcoming and loving. And there's one gentleman that we'll talk about a little bit later Um I can't remember his name, but uh, he played a, a Santa Claus every year at the like the Christmas parties that they would go to mm-hmm. instead of the town Christmas parties. And John Bonet was just loved him dearly, right? Um, two years in a row, she gave him. Oh, when she was five, when she was six, she gave him <laughs> a little jar of golden glitter. Not sure why, but it was the nineties, so. Yeah. And um, he loved that glitter so much, and he said that she just captivated his heart. He just fell in love with her not in the like not in a creepy way yeah 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 but uh in the slight creepy way was that um he had open heart surgery and he brought that jar of glitter with him as like support and comfort this was after john benet died so maybe it was just more of like a i don't okay. know but he was just like he was a random guy in the city but anyway uh but she loved him enough to give him a gift like right. that you know well and it could have been like she could have been like this is some like Christmas magic, yeah, or, you know, like something, something like that, yeah, to go along with it. He did also say that when he dies um, and he's cremated, he does want the the, the glitter, glitter mixed with his ashes, and then his wife is going to go and spread it somewhere so that he can kind of be with John Benny. So okay, a little weird. I, I can see though, like mm-hmm. you know, you were spending this time with these kids and you're being Santa, mm-hmm. and like I can see where you would be like, 
really sad and heartbroken mm-hmm. over her being Yeah, killed. especially, like, if you had been her Santa for, like, the years. six years of yeah. her life. Yeah. 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 So, but... Yeah, but everyone just says that she's captivating, beautiful. That's why she won so many pageants and stuff. Right. She participated in more than just those five, but those are the five that she won. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, she had been in quite a few. I don't know if she was runner-up or whatever. They never really stated. I bet if I went super in-depth <laughs> into the pageant oh, yeah. scene, I could find out, but I'm not doing that. No. So, the morning of December 26th, 1996, mm-hmm. Patsy Ramsey claims to have gotten up early and headed downstairs to their in their Boulder, Colorado home to make coffee and get ready for the trip that their family was planning on taking that day. As she made her way down the stairs, she was met with three pieces of paper laid out on the steps. Horrified, she claims to have run back upstairs to John Benet's room to see it empty. She then goes to wake John Ramsey. They then call the police, despite the letter telling her not to. We'll get to the letter. Okay. At 5.52 a.m., Patsy calls 911 to report John Benet missing. She also mentions, like, not on the 911 call, but she tells everyone that Burke Ramsey has been asleep, right, this whole time. Okay. okay. She then also calls her friends um, and neighbors and asks them to come over and give her comfort and support. Okay. Okay. Now, this letter, also known as a ransom note, reads as this. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We do, as crossed out... Respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see her, or if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $18,000, or $118,000 from your bank account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills, and the remaining $18,000 in 20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money. And hence, an earlier delivery is crossed out. Pick up of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow your instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not (laughs) the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory. Signed. S-B-T-C. Okay. Yes. That was so much. Right? Yes. Um, <laughs> that does sound like a pretty fancy, uh-huh. pretty fancy letter and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty long. That's yeah. 
two and a half pages. Especially when he's like, I'm going to call you to give you more instructions tomorrow. By the way, here's everything you ever needed to know. Exactly. Except for, like, where we're located. Exactly. Okay. But, yeah, it kind of uh, kind of reads like something you'd maybe hear in a movie, right? Yeah. And it's because you do hear it in a couple movies. Yeah. Uh, specifically, the lines are taken straight from movies like Speed, Dirty Harry, and The Ruthless People. The letter came from a notepad found in Patsy's desk. Oh, wait. Those those lines were found in those movies. Yes. I was so thinking, they, like, they used them for no, no. those movies. Never no, mind. they okay. straight up took lines from the movies and put them in the ransom note. Okay. I don't know which lines because I haven't seen any of those movies. I, I've seen Speed, but I could not. Like, no, it was yeah. years ago. Like, That'd just, be interesting to find out, though. Yeah. But, yes, the letter came from a notepad found in Patsy's desk. The pen was also found under the telephone. Uh, there were also two practice letters found and discarded. What the fuck? Are you stupid? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, you're good. Oh, my God. So, it's the CBS documentary from, I believe, 2002, 2000. I, it's one of the two. I can't remember which one. Um, documentary gathered together a group of specialists that concluded to write this ransom note, just the ransom note, to, mm-hmm. to write it down. Okay. Those two and a half pages would have taken at least 21 and a half minutes. Okay. Okay. That's not including the practice. Yeah. That's not even like, mm, what should we have it say? Yeah. So. Hey, let's let's pull from some movies. Right. That sounds fun. So if the pad, if, if these notes were taken from a writing pad in Patsy's desk, mm-hmm. that means they did not come prepared. Mm-hmm. That means they broke into the house, mm-hmm. wrote these two practice letters, and then decided the one. Yeah. Wrote that one. So who even knows how long they were there for? Very quiet. So, yeah, yes, exactly. Very sneaky. That you're risking being found in a house. Yeah. Of, like, either they had, at this point, already taken John Bonet or were still planning on taking her. Mm-hmm. So, and they were just chilling, just hanging out. Yeah, just, just like, down at the kitchen, yeah, probably, like, eating just, some snacks. Yeah. Yeah. No baby. Mulling it over. Exactly. Maybe it was eating some of the pineapple that was there. Anyway. Yes. Oh, they then also put the pad and pen back where they found them. That's so nice. Mm-hmm, exactly. Wow. Nice kidnappers. Keep the, ta- the house tidy, you know. Okay. Anyway, um, the other thing about it was the um, $118,000. Yeah. That's a very specific. Very weird number. Considering John Ramsey is a millionaire. Yeah. They could have asked for any amount of money. Yeah. But they chose the specific amount that John had just received as a bonus that year alone. Okay. So... Like, hey, that little side money, that's enough for us. Yeah. $118,000. I mean, I'd be cool with $118,000, but like. Imagine that as your work bonus. Right. Okay. (laughs) Please. Right. But yes. So that's just kind of, I thought that was really sus. So anyway, let's see. Jim Fitzgerald is a a linguist specialist, Mm -hmm. and he put together a profile on who he believed the letter writer was. And he concluded that the person who wrote the letter was over 30. Mm -hmm. English was their first language, despite the letter trying to say that it was a small foreign faction. Right. This person's first language was English. Either that or they watch a lot of American movies. Exactly. Right. So, So, yeah. Um, This person was um, highly educated. And the writer was most likely female. Oh, so interesting. Yes. Uh, if you saw a picture, I, I should have t- showed you pictures of the letter, but like it's all cursive. I, but I mean, it was the 90s, so people... Why like, did they use hand... I mean, I know why they use handwriting, because mm-hmm. that's what we're getting to. Mm-hmm. But like, anyway, yeah. stupid. <laughs> Cut up newspaper pieces like everybody else exactly. does when they're writing a ransom note. Right. Jeez. 
Yes. Um, but yes, the, the letter writer was most likely female. Mm. Sina Wong, a handwriting expert, spent three weeks examining the note and compared it to 200 samples of Patsy Ramsey's handwriting mm-hmm. and concluded it was highly likely that Patsy Ramsey wrote the note. However, many other experts examined it and they said there's no possible way to conclude that it is. I feel like there is a that's right. pretty easy to oh, figure yeah. out. I think I could fool a handwriting expert because <laughs> it depends on what I'm trying to write. Yeah. If I'm trying to write fancy, I can write fancy. And if I'm trying to write everything fancy, I'm pretty sure they can figure that out. But um yeah. It just deforms into a lot of things when I'm writing. So, I mean, if that's consistent um, mm-hmm. over all of your writings, then. Exactly. It's true. Um, next, this is the 911 call the Patsy placed to the mm-hmm. operator. So, is it actual audio? It is. Oh, no. Ramsey believed that she had hung up with the 911 operator. Oh no. So um, the 911 operator could hear other voices in the background, and um, it took quite a few people to enhance this audio hmm. to actually figure out what the voices in the background were saying. Now, that is pretty garbled, right? Yeah. So, what they believe it says is a female voice says, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. The male voice, we're not speaking to you. Child's voice, what did you find? And, uh, Hmm. yeah. So, what's really important here is that the, the younger voice that you can hear, I heard somebody else on a different YouTube video, they enhanced it even better, but I didn't want to use their video for it specifically. So, um, but you can hear the male voice saying um we don't want or we don't want to speak with or we're not speaking with you the female voice also comes in and says what did you do Hmm. then the male child says or the male voice of a young child says what did you find okay in this house there's only one male child Mm -hmm. which happens to be burke ramsey right who his parents were insistent was asleep through this entire ordeal until the police arrived and woke him up so Um, That 911 operator was never asked what she felt about the phone call. Uh, It wasn't until, like, some, like, documentaries and other people interviewing. Years later, Years later asked. Like, she was told, basically, to not speak about it to anyone. Right. Because, well, I I would say it's under a police investigation. And she thought, that's normal. I'll just... Right. It's highly confidential, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then there was a jury trial, grand jury trial. She was never asked to speak. The trial was over. No one asked her anything. Weird. Nothing. So, but yes. So there's that. Anyway, Officer French uh, was the first to arrive at the or at the Ramsey home, um, and he was just a police officer that pulled up first to respond. Apparently, uh, at this point, Patsy's friends and neighbors had already come over mm-hmm. and were comforting her, and a couple of John's friends. Some of them were the neighbors, like the husband and wives coming over, you know, kind of thing. Um, Patsy apparently was quite upset that he was dressed in full police gear when okay. she's the one who called the police. So, what do you expect him to be wearing? Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's not like he's showing up in SWAT gear. Right? Okay. Yeah. He was just in a uniform, pulled up in his police cruiser, and just doing his job. the neighborhood. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is reported that he went in um, and was searching the house, just did a cursory search of the house. Um, says this is when Burke Ramsey woke up because he went into his room and was shining a flashlight, and that's Burke sat up in bed. Um, he did go downstairs uh, into the basement to, to glance around. He did note that the wine cellar door was locked or perhaps stuck, but he didn't think too much of it because he was under the impression that this was a kidnapping. Right. So Patsy's friends uh, were there. Uh, the police just, you know, just there was just people. There was just tons of people in the house. Okay. Uh, the police believed at first that this was an abduction, um, so they began to look outside the home. They called the FBI um, Ron Walker and the second he got the call, he immediately sent over some FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the Boulder police were told uh, that the DA's office, or by the DA's office, to treat the Ramseys with kid gloves, as they are clearly the victim's family. Mm-hmm. So, um, to not interview them, treat them don't like they're... Don't upset them Don't anyway, upset them, yeah. yeah. So... That's cool. The Boulder police were very much told, basically, leave them alone. Okay? Cool. Ron Walker, the FBI agent, the head guy i'm not sure what his ranking is and stuff but yes received a copy of the ransom letter and he immediately began to suspect the family he says that the moment he read the letter he knew this was not a kidnapping and they were going to find john benet dead he called one of his officers linda arndt and tells her to keep an eye on the family and to not let them out of her sight and to know exactly where they were at all times okay she called back sometime around noon to say that john ramsey had disappeared for about 90 minutes not from the house that she's aware of, mm-hmm. um, but she's not entirely sure. He came back acting extremely agitated, even more worked up than he was when he first left. And he claims that he was just in his study okay, for 90 minutes, which, I mean, you could also try to take, like, his daughter's missing. He's upset. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're looking at it from an out- outside perspective and everything. So, sure. yes. Um, but Ron Walker tells Linda Arndt that they need to keep John busy. Okay. That he doesn't want him getting out of sight again. Just give him busy work. Tell him that we're going to search the house again from top to bottom. Just to give him something to do. Maybe we'll find some clues. Maybe we'll find something that we didn't find. Something got left behind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the officer literally just glanced through the house. He said he didn't find anything that was... Right. You know, of... Out of place or... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... Linda Arndt told uh, John Ramsey this, that they were going to do, they were going to search the house again from top to bottom, and they were going to look for something else. There's, there's got to be something else here, right? The moment John Ramsey heard this, he grabbed his friend, Fleet White, and they headed down to the basement. Okay. okay. Um, Fleet White reported that within moments of being in the basement, John Ramsey opened the wine cellar, 
yells out, I found her, turns on the light, grabs his daughter off the floor of the wine cellar, removing a white blanket that had been placed over her. Oh, my God. Brought her upstairs, put her on the floor upstairs, and removed duct tape from her mouth and tried to untie her wrists. Mm. A lot of people felt that this was quite disrespectful as he put her on the floor and not like the couch or, you know. But, I mean... Yeah. Yep. Some people believe that that was him trying to um, try to contaminate DNA evidence because, uh-huh. um, like, there was tons of people walking back and forth, you know, so, like, true. just put her on the floor. Some people were saying, why would he remove the duct tape from her? Why would he try to untie her wrist? Because that is his daughter. Yeah, why not? Like, it. if I had children and I found my child duct taped and, and tied up, yeah. I would be taking the duct tape off of them and stuff. Even you know, if like, I knew they weren't alive. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see them like that. No. That's horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, yes. But unfortunately, yes, John Vinay Ramsey was dead at that time. Mm-hmm. So, the autopsy revealed that her death was ruled a homicide and that John Vinay had been killed by strangulation and a skull fracture. Um, there was no evidence of conventional rape although sexual assault was not ruled out due to injuries found on her body um her underwear was also soaked in urine and they were a little con- i mean when people die though like it's, yeah, it's uh, sadly yeah it's just yeah yeah let's see a garrote you know what a garrote is no a garrote is a um a wire or a thin rope that is tied around two pieces of wood normally, um, and they're used to wrap around the neck, and you hold on to the the pieces of wood so that you can cross over and just pull Mm. as tight as you can. So so a garrote made from a length of nylon cord and the broken handle of a paintbrush owned by Patsy Ramsey was tied around the six-year-old's neck. Pieces of pineapple were found in her stomach, which investigators believe she had eaten a few hours prior to her death. Photographs found in the house from that day showed a bowl with pineapple on it, um, but neither of her parents remember feeding it to John Bonet. However, nine-year-old Burke Ramsey's fingerprints, fingerprints were found on the bowl. So, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was, it was officially ruled that the strangulation isn't what killed her. It was the blow to her head. She was also found with two or with a couple of marks on her back that people believed at first um, belonged to a taser. So they thought somebody may have tased her and mm-hmm. like to, to stun her and, you know, take her downstairs. I've never been tased. Zach has been tased. Mm-hmm. He just says it's not nearly as bad as like, I mean, he's a big bulky guy though. Yeah. So, he's huge. but most people when they're tased, especially a young child would probably scream out, right? Like yeah. you'd think the parents would have heard that. So yeah, there's that. Uh, in the basement, they found one broken window, but John Ramsey claims that he was the one who broke it a few weeks prior after he accidentally locked his keys in the house and needed to get back in and just hadn't had a chance to fix it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a blue suitcase found under that same window, uh, but the family claims that they uh, that it had not been there before. I don't know if there was anything inside it. They just claim okay. that blue suitcase wasn't there before. Okay. So... I don't know. Leaving suitcases. Right. Maybe it's for the money. Maybe, yeah. Um, However, there was not any footprints in the snow outside of the window. Mm. So, Mm. even if that was where the person could have gotten in, 
There's no footprints. They, they said that there wasn't a ton of snow, which I find hard to believe in Boulder, Colorado, Colorado in December. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they said that it was, like, there was enough snow that you would have seen footprints. Yeah. So, However, if it was an outside assailant, they wouldn't have had to need to break a window, as the doors and windows of the Ramsey home had not been locked the night before, as well as their alarm system had not been set. Wow. How right? lucky. Right? To, and, like, you guys live in one of the nicest houses in all of Boulder, Colorado, and you're not... Locking Lock- your shit. With two precious children inside? Yeah. You're not locking your shit? With all the expensive shit you have? You're not locking your shit? Like, whatever. Okay. Oh, so, um, a little after this, the Boulder police chief declined any more help from the FBI, telling them that they would handle the murder case themselves. Uh, however, the next day, they called the FBI once more asking for help. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this time, there had been, I think if I remember correctly, maybe five murders in boulder colorado in the last like 20 years wow so they're very much not used to handing handling any kind of homicide investigation so and the fbi was like bro this is what we do like, this, this let is, us help you let us help you but yeah so they they showed back up eventually after 24 hours no one had taped off the crime scene and people and neighbors were just coming and going out of the ramsey house at will what the fuck right the Boulder police absolutely botched this investigation. Yeah. I believe so, um, especially with interference from the DA's office and their own incompetence. Yeah. So that's what I wrote because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could have kind of definitely just thrown it all in the DA and been like, we weren't allowed to do anything. But I'm sorry. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't uh, rope off the basement after they found her down there. Like yeah. That's a crime scene. Yeah. There was that's just the people point. walking around and stuff. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely did not treat the case the way they should have. It should have been treated. Um, the house was never blocked off. The family should have been separated and interviewed. Mm-hmm. Patsy and John were not interviewed at the time. They weren't interviewed until five months later by police. Five months? Yeah. That's that's what the DA's office was saying. They they couldn't be interviewed. Pat, John and Patsy were saying they just couldn't possibly. They couldn't oh do it. Oh, my gosh. Like, you just can't. We can't talk to you about this right now. Um, I mean, they had the initial interview of the police coming in and being like, so what happened? What's right. going on? Tell us, you know. But not like, hey, give us your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Burke Ramsey was interviewed once. At some point. <laughs> yes, they do have it on. They, they filmed it and stuff. Um, now, a lot of people are saying that Burke was acting weird in this interview. He was climbing up on the furniture. He kept fidgeting, fidgeting. Saying that uh, he didn't remember a lot of things, tugging at his clothes. Well, they were like, like eight, nine. He's or nine. Something? Yeah, he's nine. Yeah. As someone who believes Burke did it, shut the fuck up. He's nine. Yeah. Like you know, he's uncomfortable in this situation. Like he doesn't fully understand. Um, and they were asking him things like, "Do you remember eating pineapple with John Bonet?" And he's like, "I don't remember." Yeah. Like. You know, he's nine, which I mean, nine-year-olds can remember a lot of things, but in a stressful situation, what's he going to say? Like, no. Um, He was interviewed by Dr. Phil uh, a few years ago. Okay. And um, they were asking him all these questions and stuff, and they were just like, so what do you want to say to people that believe you're the one that killed your sister? And he goes, (laughs) I mean, look at the evidence or the lack thereof. Okay. There was no, how could I kill my sister? Right. There was nothing like that. There was no... How could anyone believe that I could mm-hmm. do... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, allegedly. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did say those things, but, like, that's there's no allegedly at that. He did say those things. Um, But, yes, he was nine. The people need to fucking leave him alone when he was a nine-year-old being interviewed. But, yes, John and Patsy um, were interviewed until five months later, and there was a lot of conditions that they wanted met, such as having the transcripts from the police of the day John Bonet was found. No. Yeah. Fuck you. And the DA said, 
Yeah, that's fine. No. Yeah. So they were reading over what they had said. So they could match up their story. Exactly. To the original. Exactly. Motherfuckers. Uh-huh. And uh, they also said that, like, the, the they wouldn't answer certain questions about certain things. Oh, I don't know what those things are. Like, that's, that hasn't been released. Um, they said that the interview couldn't go past a certain amount of time. Like, just. No. Yeah, no. I'm like, you're going to sit your butt there. And you're I'm going to ask a freaking um, suspect. suspect. Yep. Yes. But they were told not to be treated like t- suspects. Well, so, guess what? Five months later, you're fucking suspects. Right. Yeah. And they had, the, I mean, they had other suspects, but like none of them led anywhere. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So um, it wasn't until 1998 after public outcry that there was even a grand jury trial to see if John and Patsy could be indicted for John Benet's death, which the grand jury did decide that they were at least in some way responsible or neglectful mm-hmm. of John Benet. Okay. okay. However, the DA at the time decided that they would not be pursued. Who are they paying him? I like, don't. what is happening? It's, uh, John made a lot of money. He was very affluent in the community, mm-hmm. so uh, it was very much whatever sway he had over yep. this man. She's Louise. Yep. Now there was DNA on John Benet that was found um, to be male, but it did not match anyone that they had taken samples from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, many people believe that this could have been touch DNA, right? And touch DNA, I don't know if you know what touch DNA is, but for those of you who don't, touch DNA could literally just be me touching Shannon's shirt and leaving a booger on it or something. Right. Like, you know, not. How dare you? Know. you? Exactly. <laughs> but then Shannon, with her shirt, with my booger on it, goes home and sits on her couch. Right. And now my DNA is just on. Transfers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there was DNA found in her underwear. And some people believe that it might not even be someone in the United States. It could have been the guy who packaged her underwear from Mm, China or India or wherever where they, you know, mailed it out from, right? However, that same DNA was found, a minute amount was found underneath her fingernails. So... Mm, That's not a man from China. Nope. No. No. And there was some people saying... That um, there was evidence of ongoing abuse with John Benet, not just mm-hmm. what they found right there. And, but I mean, none of the, I mean, their family members didn't match the DNA that was found on her. So it makes you wonder who they're letting get close enough to their kids. Yeah. To, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And John Benet, everyone loved John Benet. Yeah. So. So and they did I did test the father's DNA and it wasn't his? Yes. And but it was just a male's. Just a male's. Okay. But, and I, this is a horrible mm-hmm. theory that I have, but I know quite a bit in the pageant scene, a lot of parents want their kids to be, you know, the winner and whatever. The best, yeah. And will bribe some of the male judges with opportunities to be with their children. It's so, it's disgusting. Yep. I hate people. I hate people. I hate humans. Right? Like, we're the worst. Go fucking die. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> we need another plague. There were multiple people that police investigated to, uh, to be a suspect. Uh, two were pedophiles that had been in her area. Um, the first one claimed that he had killed John Benet and that he had diary entries that he claimed that he wrote at the scene of the crime. However, it was concluded that he wasn't even in the United States when <laughs> John Benet was was killed. Cool, cool. So he was, however, arrested, um, I want to say in Thailand, from multiple accounts of CP. So, child. Oh, yeah. okay. okay <laughs> so, um, I don't know what we can and can't yeah, yeah, yeah. say on, you know. Um, yes. Uh, however, it was discovered that he wasn't even in Boulder, Colorado. Another set, uh, suspect um, for two seconds was the Santa 
mm-hmm. it was, you know, but it was immediately exonerated from DNA evidence, all that stuff. Um, I don't know so if there was sad. more. I know, right? Ugh, I don't know. Christmas. Right? <laughs> I don't know if there was more that was, like, found out, like, he was, you know, very clearly had an alibi or whatever. He was married. He had a wife. But, like, your spouse should not be your alibi. Like, no. it's just, yeah. No. But yes, uh, one suspect, Gary Oliva, claimed to have been obsessed with John Benet. Um, he was arrested on a different charge later on and was found with a picture of John Benet in his wallet that he had taken from a magazine clipping. Ew. Yes. Ugh. He was quite obsessed with John Benet. Like, mm. um, and this is the one some people are saying, like, he's saying that he didn't hurt her, but he had also been writing letters to the police suggesting that he had but also hadn't. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't seen the letters. I don't know what's going on in them. I don't know if I want to read them. Yeah, no. I don't know about that. um, He did... A friend of his, though, did say that the day after John Bonet um, was found dead, he received a phone call from Oliva claiming um, to admit that he had hurt a young girl. So, um, when he was arrested on that later charge as well, when they found the picture of John Bonet in his bag, um, they also found a taser in the bag. Oh. So... Okay. There's that. Um, let's see. Now, there are multiple theories about the family hurting John Bonet. The first one is that uh, John Bonet, the family, the, a few of the neighbors and family, close family members, um, knew that recently John Bonet, or, yeah, John Bonet had been wetting the bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Patsy Ramsey hated this. Absolutely hated it. She was angry every single time that John Bonet had wet the bed. Right. Which is really sad. She's six. Yeah. Um, it happens. And usually if it starts up again, there's a reason. There's a reason, yes. And they never fully, you know, never went into that. Some people suspect that perhaps Patsy had woken up, or John Bonet had woken her up to, um, to have wet the bed. We don't know if there was a wet bed. I don't believe the police ever really investigated her bedroom, or if they did, they haven't really released any. Yeah anything from it um but some people are saying that she could have gotten really upset and pushed john benet and it's what caused her to hit her head and then and then she was like oh shit and yeah Yeah. and then created the garrote because children don't know how to make those things you know no adults do Uh, yeah and with one of her paintbrushes yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and then tried to strangle her but Obviously, there's no conclusion on that. Um, the second is being Burke Ramsey. It is suggested that Burke was eating pineapple. John Bonet took some. Burke was upset and hit her over the head with a flashlight that was on the counter because he there was a bowl of pineapple. Next to the pineapple was a flashlight sitting on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is suggested that he possibly took it, smashed her over the head with it, and that she went down. He then tried to choke her. Um, however, that doesn't fully explain the marks on her back no other than in the basement there was um a train track found and they were like the old 90s train tracks where they would like hook together and stuff um the prongs of the train track fit perfectly exact marks to the marks that were on her back okay so um normally you'd think with a stun gun they would also find like burn marks on yeah. the skin unless obviously she was tased through her shirt but i'm pretty sure it you would still, still yeah you're getting electrocuted yeah yeah but yeah so these these marks were the exact size of the train tracks um but also a pretty good match to what a taser would look like so they're really not sure but 
But yes, uh, they believe that Burke hit her with a flashlight. And then once his parents had realized what what had happened, they were trying to cover up for their son. Mm-hmm. So I believe that the whole family is covering for themselves. Yeah. I fully believe that the parents were letting their daughter be abused. And Patsy's dead, so I can say this and she can't do anything about it. Um, I fully believe that they were letting John Bonet be abused. I don't believe that they were doing it themselves. I fully believe they that, were allowing, yeah. that they were allowing it to happen. Um, I believe Burke was being treated as a glass child and was jealous of his sister. Mm-hmm. And perhaps stealing the pineapple was the final straw. Perhaps just something set him off and he attacked her um again i don't know where the garrote would have come from if not from the adults absolutely so yeah and then of course uh burke is nine i don't know many nine-year-olds that can carry a six-year-old down the stairs into a wine cellar put her down there and then think to put a blanket on top of her and and then then lock her and tie her up exactly yeah so that very much i fully believe that the parents realized what was happening they decided to make it look like it was a kidnapping mm-hmm. and that they were going to have uh, her be found in the wine cellar later um that makes no sense mm-hmm. if you're going with the kidnapper route right take her out somewhere mm-hmm. like i mean don't fucking do it in the first place mm-hmm. but like it was 1996 why? it's not like anybody's gonna fucking see like there's no cameras there's, there's no, no security. ring footage yeah, yeah exactly there's nothing like that going on no like i just feel like if they were trying to cover this up there there was they literally could have just left her on the floor of the basement called the police and said we just found our daughter dead yeah like yeah. they did not need to write a ransom note they literally could have just said all right we just found our daughter dead yeah. like i don't yeah yeah from a parent perspective i don't know even if you're trying to cover it up how can you create something mm-hmm. to strangle your dead child right. to finish the job and make it look like it was something else mm-hmm. instead of just being like this insane accident happened? Like, mm-hmm. it was your nine-year-old. That fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Also, but, I would have immediately taken her to the hospital. Yeah. Like, if I had thought, like, that she had been injured, I would have taken her to the hospital with hopes of saving her life. Yeah. And uh, literally, because, like, listen, um, Patsy did say at one point like a year or so prior something like that that burke had accidentally hit john benet in the face with a golf club jesus that is pretty children however yeah they they do things like that like there's you know like it seems a little violent a little violent but i mean if he was swinging a golf club in the backyard and she got too close true you know it would not be that hard to get to a hospital no. and say like, oh my gosh, no, she, my they were playing and she fell down the stairs or something, or like she, she fell and hit her fell head off the counter, or yeah, she, like something, something, anything. Police would be like, oh yeah, but I think they did not want to take her to the hospital because they were fully aware that the hospital staff would knew or would know that she was being abused. If they did any kind of exam, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, that's also not very hard for people or for the parents to just be like, what? She is? True. Who's hurting my baby? Like, I mean, there would still be a police investigation, but like, yeah. clearly they're being told to be handled with kid gloves. Yeah. So. No one cares about it anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. How do you, I just don't understand how you jump so far from she just, you know, mm-hmm. hit her head or got hit or whatever to we need to come up with this elaborate thing mm-hmm. to cover all of it up. Yeah. Let's also strangle her. And, tie her hands up, put duct tape around her mouth, put her in a basement in the wine cellar, which is also, you know, very clearly the, the Benets or the, the Ramses knew about this um, because 
Fleet White, his, mm-hmm. John Ramsey's friend, said that um, John had opened the wine cellar and said, I found her, mm-hmm. then turned on the light. Mm-hmm. Wine cellars don't have lights or they, they don't have windows. Yeah, yeah. There's no light coming in to these rooms specifically to keep the wine safe. Yeah. So why? Yeah. And he just, oh, I found her. There's a blanket on the floor. I mean, if I, if there wasn't a blanket, I would have been like, I found her because like, she's right fucking there, you know? But like, even in the dark, I'm pretty sure I could basically make out a blonde child on the floor. Like, but to immediately go down into the basement, go to the wine cellar. Yeah. That's real suspicious, dude. Like instead of just letting them find her. Mm Mm-hmm. Why would you lead them to exactly. it? Exactly. Because the, the police would have been like, oh my gosh, you didn't know she was down there the whole time? Like, yeah. That's garbage. Mm-hmm. So that case is still yet to be solved. Um, police are, or there are some people that are still hopeful that the Oliva mm-hmm. guy, um, he's still in jail for another what's going on over there kind of thing. They're still hopeful that he was actually her killer and that he will come forward and truly admit it. So, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he was just a pedophile living in her neighborhood that was obsessed with her. It was creepy. Mm-hmm. Even if the house really was unlocked, he wouldn't. Why? He mm-hmm. to go in, sit for who knows how long to write that fucking ransom note. To write three ransom notes. Yeah, yeah, no and then place it carefully on the stairs. Yeah, like put his handwriting to the test. Yeah, let's figure it out. Exactly. I'm guessing it's not his. Yeah, yeah, especially because he's been writing letters to the police. No, true. Yeah, so, right there. There's proof. Yep. And but he had been exonerated because of the DNA. So yeah, people suck. People do suck. So yep. There's quite a few things I'm gonna ask God when I get up to heaven, and John Benet Ramsey is one of them, yeah. just so I can come back to Earth and say this is who did it. Yeah. So haunts and bitches. Yep. Jeez Louise. So if I die before you, and you pull out that Ouija board or whatever. I'm going to tell you. The first thing I'm going to tell you, you're going to know it's me. Because <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, I know who killed John Bonet. And you're going to go, she's here. <laughs> I know it's her. I yep. know it's her. It's Don't her. worry. Like, she's coming through. I got the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's that. There's a couple others. I've got so many true crime cases that are fun that are like unsolved that are like... I, I don't want to say a blast because it's, it's true it's, crime. It's, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's, it's devastating for the family members. It's it's horrific. I feel so bad for so many of them. But it is so interesting mm-hmm. that we don't know what happened. You yeah. know, I could yeah. There's one I could go more in depth of of the family that um, were found uh, shot execution style in the woods. Are they the ones that, like, they found a bunch of money in their mm-hmm. car? Yeah. yeah. I, I oh, you know that, that one. Yeah. 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 Um, their their the dog details, was left but... in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was uh, one Polaroid picture found at the crime scene of the daughter sitting, looking quite uncomfortable. Yeah. In the picture. Like, what the hell? Yeah. There was quite a lot of nonsense going on with that one. Um, yeah. Madeline McCain. There's that one. I could go into depth on that one, too, if you want to hear that one on time. Yeah, that one doesn't sound familiar. So. Um yeah, that one that one pisses me off, and I think the parents did it. So fun. Yep. Parents, stop it. Yep. Knock it off. Like, there's just so much about that one that pisses me the fuck off. And there was recently this this girl that had claimed that she believed she was Madeline McCain, and it took them like three months to do the DNA test on her, to, just to have it come back and be like, it's not her. <laughs> like, okay. it's not her. Unfortunately, Madeline McCain is dead. I fully believe that. So. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Like, it's just. <laughs> Her parents are still hopeful that she's out there somewhere, but she's dead. And I hate to say that. I really don't, like, they, there is always the hope that they're not, but... When you got motherfuckers like the bitch... What's her name? Who's on trial right now? 
Lori Vallow? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, she was found guilty, though. She was. On yes. all counts. Yep. Um, Letitia Stout is still on trial at the moment, though. She's uh, back in 2020. She killed her stepson in Colorado. Allegedly oh. killed her stepson in Colorado, then drove his body to Florida and left it there in a suitcase. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay. People need to stop it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She's uh-huh. insane. I just, I'm sick of parents killing their kids. I'm sick I of it. I don't understand it. I don't. I do not get it. Yep. I, I, I kind of understand. I don't agree with it in the slightest, but the step parent or the boyfriend or the, the, the not the blood not relative. Mom, yeah, yeah. Like getting upset and killing a kid. Because it's not their actual kid, but that's still killing it's still a kid. Killing a human. It's killing a kid. A small child human. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was that case here in Cedar that yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't touch that. But yeah, oof, oof, yeah. Mm. Didn't they find him guilty? They found mm. him and, and the mom guilty, right? Were we thinking of the same one? Oh, I don't know about the baby. Oh no, he was like two or something. I was just thinking of the family that just happened. Oh no, there's oh. there was another one that they found guilty. I think it was like a year or so ago. And um, the mom worked at Lynn's in the bakery or the, or the deli, one of the two, when, you know, over there. And he was staying at home with the baby who I want to say was two. Mm. And he got upset because he claims the baby was crying and the baby wouldn't stop crying. So he just kept hitting him again and again and again and then left him on the floor, stepped outside to have a cigarette and calm down, call her. To be like, you, you need to come home, get your kid. Comes back inside, notices at that point that the baby's not breathing. Waits a solid, like, eight minutes or something. Like, it was a good amount of time before he called her again. She wasn't able to answer the phone because she's at work. Yeah. He then calls 911 and then leaves the house, goes to Lynn's, picks her up, says we're leaving. And takes off. Okay. So they leave the baby there. Okay. The, in the courtroom, uh, Zach said that the um, prosecutor was like, now from this time when you noticed he wasn't breathing to this time is when you called the police. Everyone, we're going to sit here for, for that, that amount long, of time. For that amount of time. And he, yeah, and he <laughs> yeah. had a timer go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, could you hold your breath for that long? Could a baby hold their breath for that long? Like... What were you doing in that He time? was like, we have no idea at what point he stopped breathing between you leaving him there and going outside to have a cigarette, okay? Mm-hmm. We have no He's like, I can't attest to that, right? But from when you said you walked in, Noticed. saw he wasn't breathing, yeah. called her, then called 911, you know, like that's, yeah. He's like, that's how long we're going to sit here for. And Zach said the jury was just like... Sad. Yeah. And yeah, he very much was found guilty. <laughs> Good. So, I think she was found guilty of neglect, too, so... Yeah, I feel bad, like, when I, like, of the three times that I've ever spanked my kid, mm-hmm. like, that makes mm-hmm. me sad. It, it's good. It should. I know. Because you don't want to hurt your kid. No. But sometimes the spank is needed. I yes. fully believe it. Yes. I believe that there's words and times out or time out and things like that. Those are important. But sometimes that spank is needed. And you're not beating the shit out of your kid. No. It's one whack. Yeah. You know? That's totally different. I can probably count on both hands. How many times I've been spanked. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even on one hand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was not spanked often. Yeah. But it wasn't that my parents weren't afraid to spank me. Yeah. So, I did get swatted across the face one time by my mama. Fun. She hit me real hard because I was being a shit. <laughs> I was taking a bath, and I, I think I was splashing her too much. So she kept telling me to stop, and I wouldn't stop. She whacked me real good, and I have a scar across my cheek now. <laughs> and you can't see it often unless it's, like, the perfect light. But if I... I feel it right there. Abuse. 
I know, right? She <laughs> felt really bad though. Yeah, <laughs> because, I bet. Because yeah. like, I mean, she cut me. So yeah. But I mean, I've been whacked with a hairbrush. Like it just, you know. Yeah. Like my mom was very much that you want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about, you know. But yeah. 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 I don't know why I work where I work. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But you know. Because you want to help people. Yeah. So. Stupid people. <laughs> stupid, stupid people. But, <sighs> yeah. So yeah, that's the case of John Benet Ramsey. I'm pre- I'm sure I missed a few things, but sad. Very sad. Well, thank you. Yeah, for you doing that. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I think it's like you said. Like mm-hmm. fun is not the right word. Yeah, but it is it's, interesting. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's yeah. Like it's it's to think like how far we've gone from 1996. Like. Like, to this point, everyone in that neighborhood probably has ring doorbell cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everyone probably would have been able Be to like, see. here's the footage. Yep. Yeah. There's no one coming in and out of the house. Like, yeah. yep. They may have even had their own internal security footage and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to believe that nowadays people can even try to get away with actual murder. True. Because there's so much evidence that we have. Or, like, so much, so many ways that we can collect right. evidence. There's, like, and, traffic cams. Yeah. And there's, and like, like, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like kind of a scary thought that like you're you're based and, and we have cell phones in our pockets mm-hmm. all the time that can track Tracking where we're you, going listening to you yeah yeah and you're you paid five hundred dollars yeah. for it yeah <laughs> like yeah you gladly wear it on your person all exactly the time. you're yeah. getting radiation from the batteries and like yeah you know you're gonna get cancer in 50 years and i don't really give a fuck i'll be dead by then so yeah, like exactly. yeah 30 years i'm out boys um <sighs> Maybe 35. We're seeing. We want to see how we feel at 65. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. Right, yeah. If we're feeling good still, we might stay a little bit longer. But I am also the opinion leave a pretty corpse. So There you go. And I don't know if I'll be pretty by the time I'm 65. We'll see. Um, but yes. So there's that fun one. If you guys liked that and would like to hear more, I'm more than happy to... Do some true crime. Yep. Do some true crime fun. stuff. Because those are really fun. Judging sons of bitches. Right? And I just... I And I know... Obviously, all of this is alleged and stuff, and everyone has their own opinion of things and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm sorry, you can't come and tell me that John Benet was being abused, like ongoing abuse that the parents don't know about. Yeah. Like, and if they didn't know, what are they doing with their time? Yeah. What? Why are they not paying attention to John Benet? Yeah. She, Patsy, I believe, was a stay-at-home mom, so like, so she should know. She should know what's going on with her daughter, especially if Pat or if if John Benet was wetting the bed and stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. just. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge sign. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, it doesn't have to be either, like, even sexual or whatever, mm-hmm. but just, like, trauma in general. Trauma in general, yeah. Just really brings that out in a mm-hmm. lot of kids. Sad. Yep. So. Okay, well, so. thanks. You bet. Happy Love note. It. Happy note. So fun. Happy note. <laughs> Again, like I said, though, when I die, I, I was the first thing I'm going to ask. Yep. Yes. John Bonet, I'm going to get the official record of uh, Casey Anthony. Mm. I'm going to get that all figured out. Um, (laughs) But I could go into that one. Jodi Arias, she did it. I mean, there's no doubt that she did it. She did it. There's, yeah. But she's always claiming that she didn't. Yeah, Madeline McCain. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. I'm really sad about this one. Um, She lived in a cabin with just her and her dogs. Um, She was a nurse, but she she just would drive up to her cabin and then come back for work and everything. Um, Her body was found in the lake near her house like like right there near her house inside a barrel um, oh yeah and the barrel went missing uh, they they dove in found the barrel pulled it up on the shore she was in it they got her out the barrel went missing 
Okay. And they have no idea. There was a nurse's uniform. I, I could totally go into depth on this one, but there was a nurse's uniform found inside her um, cabin that her mother found that um, was not her size. It was too big. There was also a bra that was too big. And there Weird. was like, there was, there was a couple of voicemails that were left on her caller ID that one of them was a coworker. Another one was like, he claimed he was a coworker, but nobody knew who he was. Hmm. So, yeah. Weird. That one was really weird. Okay. So. I'm down. Yep. I mean, I love it. There's a lot so. that are really fun. So, yeah. Like, Sweet. Not fun again, but, know, you know, I they're know, fun. Know. They're just, I mean, we everybody watches true crime for the fun. It really yeah. is. So, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just so. interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this adventure, guys. Hope you had a good good time. Yeah, a good I time. Hope you was informative. It. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel bad saying that, but yeah. yeah. Have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs>